Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a really good day today. Now, the market's, uh, you know, we thought we had this thing figured out, right? You've been joining us here. You know, we've been all over this uh, sell the rumor, buy the news. That's kind of the thing I came up with a few years ago, seeing a few people uh, begin to use that now. I mean, it's not that clever, right? Just the reverse of buy the rumor, sell the news. But it really held up yesterday, didn't it? Because we had this, the, the Fed meeting. Right, we got the expected news from Jay Powell, the money printing rock star, who's made sure to tell us how amazing these vaccines are, didn't he? Must have mentioned them, I don't know, ten times. I think he, uh, you saw him blink twice, uh, indicating he's in trouble. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm sure he made Mr. Pfizer very happy with the mention repeatedly of uh, his support of vaccines. I seriously doubt that Jay Powell has been vaccinated, much less had any boosters. And I say the same thing about I don't know anybody that's in a position of power, true power, uh, not just in the U.S., but around the world. I do not believe for a second that Biden or any of these people, Jay Powell, you na- go down the list, right? Republicans as well, folks. I do not believe they've been vaccinated. I can't ever prove it. I'll probably get banned from, uh, I don't know, uh, wh- wherever these podcasts are, are hosted. Uh, I, I think we use several different channels. But uh, <laughs> it's just a matter of time till they get me on Twitter. You know, I've been suspended there four times. And I, I keep, I, I mean, I really haven't changed anything. I'm not going to change. Thank, thank God I'm on Gitter now. And really thank God for what's about to happen with Trump Media and uh, 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 True Social which will be out, I understand it, uh, early next year. It's in beta test right now. I'm, I'm trying my hardest uh, to work through my, my Trump friends to get into the beta test of Truth Social. So far, I have not been successful, but I, you know, I don't give up. We don't give up, right? What, what have we learned from over the last couple of years? What have we learned from the 1,000th uh, 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 podcast that we did uh, with uh, a great friend, Wayne Allen Root? But you never give up, right? We, we are relentless. We don't stop because we know we're in the right and we're going to win this thing. And these fascist authoritarians, really they're evil. Uh, Wayne covered this as well. These are evil people. I didn't even remember this until Wayne said it. But in, in the Cloward and Piven book, which of course is the Bible for the left, for the radical left, in Cloward and Piven's book, on the first page, they dedicate the book to Satan. They dedicate the book to Satan on page one. They don't really try to hide it, right? But, but so why don't more people talk about this? Well, because you'll get banned. Or more likely because what media, what mainstream media is going to cover this? They're almost all bought and paid for. They're owned by the intelligence community, which is really, you know, again, the permanent ruling class, as we like to say here. Uh, the, the deep state, which, uh, as Joe Rogan said, is without question being confirmed now. And uh, so, again, we are in the big majority, folks. We are in the massive majority. And we're right. And we know it. And we don't stop fighting. So, I say all that to come back to the Fed meeting. Because we thought we had this thing uh, figured out. Sell the rumor by the news. It looked like it yesterday. Big rally. Just as Jay Powell started talking. Uh, And I I still believe that we're on the right side of this. The markets got hit a bit today. I say they did. The Dow Jones finished down. 29 points, which is nothing. Um, but we saw some really positive things today, too. I'm going to cover that in just a moment. The internals were a complete different story uh, than they have been of late, especially this morning until the NASDAQ really got broke this afternoon. Uh, but uh, I'll cover that. I'll tell you once again, while the Fed is making a massive policy error here, another massive pol- policy mistake, and the markets have already figured this out. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about 
uh, true discounting mechanisms here that already know what the Fed is going to do next, which is, guess what? There will not be a rate hike next year. And if there is, maybe one, maybe just a safe face, maybe the safe face, we'll give them one. But I think that's about all the market's going to put up with. And the reason is, is that we're going to zero rates. We're going to negative rates in the U.S. You know, we've only had a pattern. We talk about it all the time here, but for our newer people, this is not talked about on TV. Or, or, or you don't see this written about. And I, I think there's a reason for that. But how many of you knew that we've had, ne- we've had declining interest rates in the U.S. and globally for 41 years now? <laughs> from where I come from, that's a pretty strong repeating pattern. High probability repeating pattern, as they say in the world of technical analysis. And I think it applies here as well. Uh, and uh, again, negative rates in Japan and Germany. You know the whole story. And uh, we're, just, uh, we're just playing catch up there. The Fed can't wait for negative rates. I'm telling you, they cannot wait. All of the rest of this is kabuki theater. They know where it's going. But see, every now and then they got to try to sneak in a couple rate hikes to prove that they're being honest and serious about this and that they're not just crazy fucking money printers, which is what they are. Uh, every boom-bust cycle we've had has been caused by the Fed. Every crash we've had has been caused by the Fed. Certainly think about, think about the housing, housing crisis and financial crisis. They love to blame us, don't they? The consumer, right? Oh, you guys could, if you could fog a mirror, you could get a loan, right? They love to target us as we're the reason that the housing crisis happened. The crash took place in housing. Let me, let's go back just a little bit before that from 2004 to 2006 under uh, W, my, my least favorite president, frankly, started really most of all of this. Uh, I mean, you can go back further, Woodrow Wilson, et cetera, but uh, modern times. The Fed jacked the rate 17 straight times from 2004 to 2006, right? 17 straight rate hikes, and we wonder why the housing market crashed. Huh. Could it be, could it have anything to do with 17 straight rate hikes in an over-leveraged, highly over-leveraged housing market? They could have massaged that so much differently. Of course, they could have they could have presented the whole thing as well if they just bailed out Lehman Brothers. Now, I'm not a big fan of bailouts, right? But look what we've done now. Look at all the bailouts happening now. I mean, it's just Lehman, they could have bailed out for a few billion dollars, and now we're talking about trillions here, trillions there, right? So that was all. Folks, these are all by design. And, and, and that's depressing. It is depressing when you, when you realize that we have a, a planned, it's like we're living through a movie. It is depressing. But there's another way to look at that. When you get their playbook, and I think we have their playbook, when you understand their playbook, then you can make money from it. And, uh, you know, we ran the numbers today. I'll just tell you straight up. We've had net profits this year of 462%. Okay, those are our net, net profits of all gains and losses. We've had 13 closed positions with an average gain of 35% per position for net profits of 462%. Now, it doesn't mean we're making money in all our stocks. We're not. But it's it, it, the, the gains are there to be had. But you have to be a little more nimble than we, than we used to be. Uh, we tend to be in and out of the markets about four times a year here. And again, you, if you join us here, you know we were out of the markets in November. I say out. We raised a lot of cash, uh, rate, uh, sold a lot of positions, took profits in them, and, and now we're buying those back. And so uh, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the importance, I think, of having a disciplined system. If, uh, we can teach it to you easily, okay? It's really not that hard to do what we do. Discipline is the key. 
Come check it out for two weeks. You know, if you don't if you don't like staying here, never pay us a penny. You'll figure it out in a couple weeks. We'll teach you how to do it. Go to vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. Uh, sign up. Two free weeks. All you got to do is cancel before the first charge goes through. Uh, of course, we hope you don't. We hope you stick around. Most of our people do. We hope you do as well. Um, but the playbook right now, again, today, let's cover the markets real quick. Again, ugly day for NASDAQ. That's where the damage was done today, but it's not as ugly as you might think because the damage today was not done in the Pelotons and the Zooms and the High Flyers. And I think even, even ARC held up better today, didn't it? Uh, ARC today. No, ARC actually did collapse. Well, ARC, ARC, ARC's biggest position is Tesla. I, I picked a bad example there. My apologies. Tesla was down 5.2% today, okay? Amazon today, down 2.5%. Apple, 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 the big boy, right, which has held up everything, down 3.9% today, okay? Uh, the, all the mega caps were down today. That's what took the NASDAQ down 385 points, closing at 15,180. That was our loser on the day. Dow Jones again up 29 points at 35,897. SP 500, remember this later when we talk about the internals, because SP 500 was down 9 tenths of 1%, down 41 points at 4668. The internals did not did not send that signal. That's that's the point I'm trying to make here. We'll talk about that in a moment. And Russ 2000, which was up sharply at the open today, did a complete U-turn, down almost 2% today, outperformed the NASDAQ without saying a whole lot. So <clears throat> let's get into, into, into what's going on here, because we do think the lows are in place. We, we believe this is the case. We think that we think it was, it's been the case. Matter of fact, it has been the case, uh, uh, mathematically speaking, from uh, the, the period of December the 1st to December 3rd. That's when the lows for our kind of our panic selling lows, remember then, we had the fear and greed index down to 18 at one point, we had 38% of all NASDAQ stocks down more than 50%. I mean, we had a lot of uh, uh, brutality occurring, and it was a panic-selling uh, a bottom that occurred from December the 1st to December 3rd in NASDAQ and tech and really across the board. And then we had the big comeback. SP of 100 just did all-time high last Friday. So, again, it's all relative, I guess. But the key right now is that we still have a pattern of higher lows. And I'll give you the, the, here are the levels if you want to jot these down. Of course, we cover these every day, but just so you know, for the NASDAQ, we want to see uh, 14,931 hold, 14,931. Uh, we closed, what, a couple hundred points above that today. And in the Qs, the NASDAQ 100, uh, again, we, we have positions in these, so they're important to us. In the Qs, we want to see... Uh, uh, Close today at 387. It's about uh, nine, ten, nine points above uh, the lows of December 1st to 3rd. So, again, we've got breathing room here, as brutal as the sell off was today in NASDAQ. But again, what it looks like to us, and Todd and I agree on this, is that na- so many stocks have been beaten up, right? Badly. Just covered that a minute ago. Uh, we know the, the, the stay at home stocks destroyed, right? The Pelotons, the Zooms of the world. Well, those stocks now appear to be bottoming. So now this final stage of this, uh, of this uh, shakeout, if you will, is the big cap, the mega cap names. And that's because portfolio managers are, are locking in gains. They're locking in gains for the year. They want to book their profits because those, the profits they book are tied to their year-end bonuses, to their quarterly bonuses. Don't think for a second that window dressing, this portfolio window dressing, doesn't play a part in this. And it's a vicious cycle. The algorithms control it, folks. 
The algorithms control it. That's what we saw today. Again, Tesla down 5.3% and Apple. These are kind of the, the big, the big high profile names. The, you know, the momentum stocks that have been doing very well, of course, had great years this year. Uh, Apple, again, down almost 4% as well. So we think that uh, we're, we're very close to a major turn here. Again, we're buyers here, and uh, the internals uh, actually uh, held up today as well. I want to tell you about this Fed policy mistake, though, one other thing uh, before I get to the internals, because it's important, I think. All-time highs today, okay? We had all-time highs today in the utilities again, all right? XLU utility ETF hit an all-time high again today. So, <clears throat> Jay Powell, explain that. Explain to us how utility stocks, REITs, XLRE, the utility, uh, Tyler's all over this. He gives me these every day. He follows every sector very closely and how they uh, relate to each other. I, I, I really don't pay attention to that at all. I'm glad he does. One of us needs to. Tyler uh, walked me through this today. The REITs hit an all-time high today. What do REITs and utility stocks have in common? They both have a lot of debt and they pay huge dividends, right? And REITs have to pay out 90% of all their income to shareholders. That, that's how you are a real estate investment trust. Utilities, of course, largest borrowers of capital in the country, largest owners of debt, holders of debt. And so, and they also pay big dividends. So when you see interest rate sensitive parts of the economy hitting all time highs, that doesn't really jive with what Jay Powell's saying, does it? that he's going to be hiking rates because if rates were going higher, these stocks, these sectors would not be hitting all time highs. The market smells it. We've got another massive policy error in the works right now from Jay Powell. Uh, and again, we see the same thing in rates, uh, the actual rates, uh, the 10 year today down to 1.42%. It was almost 1.7% three weeks ago. So again, the bond market 10 years, Two years fell today sharply again. The, 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 we still have a, we do still do have a, uh, a, 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 a yield curve that is flattening. That signals recession. Now, it's not giving that signal yet, but it is signaling that the Fed's making a mistake by, we'll give them the taper, but we don't need to be buying more debt here. But, but hiking rates is also not going to happen again. Rates are so much higher here than they are everywhere else. And they're only going to catch up with where they are internationally, which is going lower. It's just, it's really gravity, folks. It's, it's kind of simple physics here that we're talking about. And the thing is, Jay Powell, they all know this. They, they're, they're playing a game here because they know ultimately where this is going. Uh, it's, to me, for me, speaking personally, it's disappointing that more economists don't say this because they know this to be true. They know this to be true. Now, some are starting to be more honest about it, but folks, they're all in the Fed's payroll. Not all, but look, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say that if you see a mainstream economist on TV or in print, mainstream, they're on the Fed's payroll. The high probability, they're on the Fed's payroll. They're either getting direct payments, they're being given grants, research grants. They're being given money for their mentees and for their staff or for special projects they have. And they know that they, if they ever start, stop repeating the company line, that spigot can be shut off very quickly. And of course, they don't want to miss the annual party of all the economists because that you can imagine a bunch of economists get together at a party. Wow. I mean, 
I don't, I've been to a lot of fun parties, like when I was in college and stuff, fraternity parties. I can't even imagine what a party is like with a bunch of mainstream economists. You just know they get crazy. I, there's no way they bring their wives. They must be just stupid crazy. Maybe probably a bunch of swingers. I mean, it just must be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that party starts at seven. It ends at eight, uh, uh, if I'm being honest. But uh, they're all in the payroll. And that's disappointing to me because you'd like to see them be more honest. But that's our system, right? That's the system we have. Uh, you don't get honesty anymore from economics. You don't get it anymore from climate science. You don't get it all now from uh, the medical profession, the healthcare profession. You know, we're seeing nothing but really medical malpractice being practiced every day in front of us. Uh, they know better. They know these vaccines have problems. They know that we have major issues happening here. They know that they have pulled off a pandemic here. They all know this, right? But they're all in on the scam. This is, uh, this is, this is fascism, plain and simple, brutal fascism. Folks, when you can't question the science, it's not science, it's propaganda. There's not a single person on planet Earth doesn't know what I just said doesn't believe what I just said. Everyone knows it. And this, that makes this the ugliest form of propaganda. And that's fascism, brutal fascism, where they, 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 they know that we know they're lying and they just don't care. And if you saw this today, again, Biden, what a joke, right? What, what, what an absolute joke. Of course, the guy didn't get elected. Of course, he didn't get 81 million votes. Of course, he's not the most popular president ever. But look at the data coming out now. You know, we get uh, this from YouGov. YouGov is not a far-right uh, polling service, okay? A poll today from The Economist, which is, which is owned by the, uh, I believe the Rockefellers or uh, another European family. Uh, ah, anyway, far, far left. Globalist. The Economist is completely owned by Globalist, okay? The Economist and YouGov did a poll, and it came out today uh, that... Uh, only uh, 75% of Americans are unsure that the country's on the right track. Only 26% believe that things are going well. And just 4% believe that the economy is in really good shape. 4%, folks. So the people have figured this out, even though Jay Powell yesterday said that things were just hunky-dory, didn't he? He was just so proud of himself. We've really come a long way. We've done a great job. Economy is just banging. And then you ask the average person, only 4% share his level of optimism. That's where the truth lies right there. Uh, but, you know, for Chuck, here's more evidence, right? Uh, Chuck Schumer today announced that he's delaying consideration, the Senate, delaying consideration of Biden's economic plan until 2022. So Biden is already, we've talked about this often, he's already a lame duck president. He has no power, no juice, no coattails, no respect. He's a laughing stock. And no, guess what? In the first year of a, of a new president's term, that's never happened. We've never had a lame duck president in the first year in office. So this is, uh, this is, this is, this again, shocking, shocking for a president that got 81 million votes, right? Most popular president ever. Uh, boy, what a, boy, we really are living through interesting times, aren't we? But again, we're going to win this thing and we got to keep, we don't comply, stop caving to these authoritarians. And just because they say jump doesn't mean you got to do it, right? When you push back, watch what happens as so many of us have found out already. And I'll just make this one last comment. There's a video going around that we haven't shared yet, but because uh, it'll get us banned from Twitter if we do. Uh, one, of our, uh, one of our subscribers sent it to me today. And uh, it's talking about the playbook here. It's been in place now for since 2009. It's, uh, it's a scary playbook they have in mind for us because they, they hate us. 
and they really it's about depopulation. I would just say that um, if you are uh, if you've not been vaccinated, that means you're pure blood. You you are a pure blood, and uh, you may not want to ever get vaccinated because your sperm could be worth a whole lot of money if uh, if if this game plan that they're talking about is playing out with you know the ability to recreate and to to procreate. Uh, uh, done away with because of these vaccines. There's a real. I, I'll stop there, folks, because I know we've always we've always said it's your body, your choice. That is how we feel, but there's also a, such a thing as being uh, educated, and uh, and and learning from those that do the research and due diligence. And folks, I can tell you that's what we do here, day in day out at the VRA. It's our passion. And uh, we're pretty proud of our track record when it comes to it. Uh, okay, so yeah, everything's saying rates are going lower. That the Fed's making a, a, another major policy mistake. And that we're seeing that in the gold market today, too. Let's first talk about the internals today, because, again, here we are. Look, again, uh, NASDAQ down 385, SP 100 down uh, 9 tenths of 1%. But NYSE internals were flat. This is a positive and a bullish divergence. It's so much different from what we've had of late. Of late, we've had. If the market was down 1%, the internals were down 4 to 1 negative, right? 4 to 1 negative, at least. Uh, and on days the market had been higher, we'd still have flat or to barely positive internals. That's been the case for weeks now. So today to see the SP 100 down 9 tenths of 1% and to see flat volume uh, for NYSE and only slightly negative advanced decline, that's a real plus. And we had more stocks at 52-week highs today than 52-week lows. Again, these are, these are pattern changes. We think this is very bullish. Uh, now, uh, this morning, NASDAQ, even when the NASDAQ had fallen to about minus 200, NASDAQ internals were positive. They did flip late. Um, we're looking at two to one negative NASDAQ. But again, NASDAQ down two and a half percent with all these mega caps getting destroyed today. We'll take two to one negative because this, this could have been a day where you have six to one negative NASDAQ. How do I know that? Because that's what we've been having. Right? That's what we've been having. Even on updates, we've had negative internals for NASDAQ. Today was a win. Uh, not even 2 to 1 negative of volume for NASDAQ. Not even 2 to 1 negative. Again, we had 219 stocks at new 52-week lows for NASDAQ. But that's down from, what, six, six 700 yesterday uh, when the NASDAQ was up big. So, again, we'll, this is something we got to track here. One day does not make a, a, a pattern change. But this is a bullish uh, 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 ingredient. Uh, for a bottom, and uh, we now have to watch the mega caps and make sure that this is not more than just a one-off. I think this is portfolio window dressing, and I think that uh, we may have another day or so of backing and filling, but I think that the Santa Claus rally, I think it is on, and I think most stocks have hit their lows, and we're buyers here. We are buyers here. Um, sector watch today, of our 11 uh, SP500 sectors, we had, uh, again, this was, this was uh, hold on, let's go on my screen here. This was bullish. So, very interesting. S&P 500, again, down 9 tenths of 1%, but we had eight sectors finish higher and just three finished lower. Financials led the way. Uh, here, rates are getting smashed, right? And financials today have 1.2%. Interesting, huh? Well, they pay good dividends, right? Materials, uh, up 1.1%. Energy, up 6 tenths of 1%. Again, across the board, on the downside, again, technology led the way. We'd expect that. Of course, NASDAQ losses, Tech today down 2.8%. Uh, we also got all-time highs today, as Tyler told me, in consumer staples and in healthcare. So, so defensive names leading there, but again, all-time highs. These all-time highs. That's not just leading. 
That means it's never been better. We think that's uh, very interesting. And his father also told me, these same sectors that are defensive sectors, they're now hitting overbought on our VRA investing system. So it makes sense that they're about to top out now. They would now go lower as the rest of the market correct, correction is over, and now they move higher. So we're right there. And uh, again, we want to see, uh, we, we, what we really want to see is these internals continue to improve. If that happens, I think we're out of the woods. Um, okay, commodity watch today. Gold today, excuse me, down, uh, excuse me, up big. Uh, again, gold sending a message. Rates are going lower, right? Rates are going lower. Gold up $35 an ounce. That's a big 2% today. Right back to 1800 an ounce. We've been at this range forever, unfortunately. Uh, I feel like Rip Van Winkle reporting this 30 years ago. Silver today up a big 94 cents an ounce at 2249. That's 4.4%. Silver does not move 4.4% on a day like this unless it's confirming rates are going lower. That's what I believe is happening here. Copper, same thing. Uh, again, the economy's in fine shape. It's slowing, but it's not, it's not recessionary. Copper today up 3% at $4.29 a pound. Oil today bouncing back $1.07 a barrel. That's 1.5% higher at $71.94 a barrel. And finally, Bitcoin bounced off its 200-day, around 46000 and change. Right now, 48131 Folks, as always, appreciate you joining us. Hope you had a good day and a better night. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.